crazy, disruptive, explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This is the Recapic Podcast. We are doing our first actual fireside chat with a fire in the fireplace in the fires like in yeah. the fire pit in the There's fire, fire pit. in the fire pit so we are legit having a fireside chat tonight how does it look it's kind of nice does it look good it looks really good. good it's it's warm and cozy and i'm just talking about snuggling up to you the fire's nice as well and the fire's not bad but no, i liked how you ignited it with a little accelerant mm-hmm. thank so you work smarter you. not harder that Fossil is fuel. something you should all know by listening to the recap podcast <laughs> as we are big fans of work working smart. smarter and not harder yeah it uh, worked real good like with gasoline is a good thing to, to do so you just gotta be careful with that gasoline kids don't try that at home yeah yeah no the disclaimer we're trained disclaimer. And we're trained professionals disclaimer hey uh so tonight's episode well, first of all, I am. Oh yeah, introduce yourself. Uh, I am Trevor Brown. Hi, Trevor Brown. Hi, you are Jody Sally. And continue to be. I am the same Jody Sally. Mm-hmm. And we also have our third co-host, our co-co-host, co-co-co-co-co-co-host, Coco co-co host, Coco. We'll call her Heather Coco, the girl boss. Hearing. Hello. Mm-hmm. 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 She's so good. So. Today uh, we've got we're gonna we're gonna take something that is very topical and in the kind of combine two things that we're dealing with right now. Uh, that I say we Heather and I dealt with this week. I think at one thing that everyone's dealing with, which is people, uh, <laughs> people, people. We, we deal with them. People. <laughs> the end. Thanks for joining yep, us on the Recap yep. Podcast. People are people. <laughs> just so everybody knows. They mess up everything. We <laughs> complicate something. Add people. Add people. Everything else is good. We have a situation where everyone right now is seeing things differently. Well, everybody. And you're wrong. And whatever I see is right. That's true. Good point. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I did not. Everyone's not seeing things different. No. They're seeing them different. Different. Okay. Thank you (laughs) for clarifying. That's literally the world we live in right now. We're in a situation where everybody sees things differently and everyone feels like their way is the right way and and we all stand up to it and i'm guilty of it we're all all guilty of it but what we've seen is something that happened to us this week we actually recorded a tv commercial which is going to go right into your wheelhouse oh yeah this is what you do and i brought you up to the the crew because we did uh we were shooting with uh north by northwest right Mm -hmm. um which is as you say, one of the best. Shout right? out to North by those guys are the best. So amazing film crew. The guys, were, everyone was awesome. Guys, girls, they were all awesome. But it was just crazy to for me to sit on this this job site and just like I mean, we were basically working. I mean, they wanted us to work, so right. it was it was a working job site. They wanted us working. They wanted to film us. What they did differently was they were looking at it differently than we were. Mm-hmm. They were coming in at weird angles they were standing above us they were standing below us they would have us hold it in your left hand hold it in your right hand all these different things and it you know in in the grand scheme of things kind of annoying while you're trying to do do a job or just do something that you already know how to do when they're telling you how to hold a nail gun they probably never held a nail gun kind of annoying mm-hmm. i'll give you that okay then at the end of all this we get to see the commercial that they made right and you're like Ooh. Oh, oh! That's why they had us do that sixteen like, oh, times. Oh, now I get it. It all comes together, and it was kind of funny because if I back myself, you know, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, that's why I want to talk about it on the podcast. It's today, rare. It's rare that you do that. I'm not and honest, tell us what usually. you really think. Yeah, yeah. I'm very usually subdued, and I keep my opinions to myself. But tonight, I'm going to branch out, break out of my shell. But I, I literally thought to myself, I'm like, I feel kind of shitty that I was like trying to figure out what they were doing, right? Because all I needed to do was kind of let go of the steering wheel a little bit and realize, you know what? I don't see it the way they see it. Mm-hmm. They see it a different way than I see it. And they see it. I mean, like, they're dead set that they see it. I mean, they're asking us oh, to hold the, the nail gun this way. Hey, can you have the, the recips on the other side or whatever? There's all these different things they're having done. And then when I see it all come together on the commercial, I go, oh, they were right. And I think what we don't do enough of is 
letting people have that vision and kind of giving up the idea like, you know, maybe I don't see it the way you see it. Let's do it your way. Well, and some of that's pieces, parts, and trusting the process. There's a lot of times in the the creative element of, of crafting a TV commercial or a radio commercial or a, a series of something that maybe is a web series. There's a process to it, and trusting the creative process and trusting the people that, that do that stuff. And it, again, like to what you're saying, allowing the vision to come together you get you see all of these little pieces parts and if you do that for a living you know what they look like going together and it's it's hard to see that if that's not what you do but i would say there's there's probably a good illustration in terms of building a house in the same way where you guys can look at something on a blueprint and you know you guys can see it where other people can't and it, and it just depends on what's the sphere that you operate in where's your expertise what do you spend your 10,000 hours becoming an expert doing, I mean, that doesn't happen by accident. There are people that are gifted in certain areas, but at the end of the day, the experience of doing that stuff, it really, really counts. And when I say trust the process, trust your people. Because mm-hmm. there's people that, that do know what they're doing, and there's there's more than one right answer on all that stuff. But I've been in session with a whole bunch of different voice actors trying to get them to do what's in my head. Well, they're not in my head. <laughs> so it's sometimes it's difficult for them t- to understand what I'm trying to do. But in my head, the same thing that you're talking about, the vision, I know where all the pieces fit. I know what it wants. I know what I want it to sound like and why I want it to sound like that. Or I know what that camera angle needs to look like. I know I, I can see it. I just have to, again, trust the process, put it all together in the end product. You're like, Oh, which is, it's fun and it's rewarding when people do see that, and then they go, "Oh, okay, I didn't get it." <laughs> do do women and men ever see things differently, Heather? Do you guys do? Do you ever? Do, see them? You mean do we ever see things differently? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Oh, no, never. Never. Are no. you are you being sarcastic? <laughs> did you did you turn the sarcasm button up I did. on there? Hold on is that what it was? It's is that right here. I, the, There's the oh. sarcasm button. Oh. Tell us what you really think. No, to to their credit, when we were filming this, like I remember looking at everybody else on the site, going, "Okay, why are you know why are we doing this? What are we doing?" But they didn't ask us. Like they were like, "Well, how would you normally do this?" And mm-hmm. so they would ask us to, you know, "This is what we're wanting to capture. How would you do this? You right. know, what would you be normally doing here?" Like I had to walk like walk around a corner and walk up to this window. And he was like, well, what's something that you would normally do if you walk over to this window? I was like, look out of it. I would probably have a tape measure in my hand and I would be, you know, verifying a measurement or I would checking, checking level or something. He's like, Oh, perfect. Do that. Measure twice, cut once. (laughs) I mean, it, I mean, they were asking, so it wasn't, although it was staged, right? We were on an actual job site. We were doing things we would, Normal do normally do just right. over and, that, and that's, over that's and over again. Makes, right. Like you said, North by is the best, and that's what makes them the best. Is they, you know, like they asked what we would have in our nail. Like, would you have what would you have in your tool bag if you were doing that? Do that. Don't wear something. You know, we don't want people to look at this video and be like, you wouldn't have that in your bag if you were doing that. You know, because they want real builders and real people to know. Because this is what the commercial was for. It's for the Builder Contractor Association. They want the guys that are seeing this commercial to be like, oh, shit, that's real. That's a real job site. That's really right. how we do things and stuff like that. So, you know, but it was, it's amazing to me to to just kind of, be, you know, like I said, that ability to say, I don't get what you're doing, but I know it's going to be cool. And you and I, I feel like, and I had told, I actually told the producer this when we were talking. I told him I knew you and you guys, he knows you, you guys know each other. And he's like, oh, yeah, Jody's great. And I said, yeah, I go, it's funny. I said, you guys kind of are doing the same thing visually. Jody does audio with, with me. I said, for years I'd hear him say something and he would just have these little tricks to like, because it was funny, They he, he would have us turn a certain way because it, it looked right, right? right? And I'm like, I know. And like Jody, you know, and I remember you saying one time, "Hold your face like this when you say it." And I'm like, <laughs> "That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard." 
But he like, but he did, and he's like, yeah, okay, that's what I'm listening for. And I'm like, sounds the same fucking way that I thought it would. But then when you hear it all come together, it doesn't sound the same. No, way, it doesn't. Right? And it's, it's real, totally subtle. different, right? But again, it's that experience. It's having that vision. But I even, I'll, I even think it's crazier to me is it's not always experience. Like your brain just works a certain way. It always has. Right. You know, I mean, there's certain people. The way I look at it is like artist, an artist can pick up a pencil and draw something they're looking at. I can't ever do that. Like, and it's not even a training thing. A lot of people you talk to are like, I've just been able to do that my whole life. I can pick up a pen and I can draw something. You can show me a cartoon character. I can draw it out. You know, you can, you know, I'm sure you can practice and get good at something, but that's pretty rare. It's, it's a combination, it's be, though. It's a combination. I mean, it, it's athletics. I mean, there's right. you can make a whole bunch of analogies to it, but it's there's. I think there's definitely gifts and talents and what, and, and we get into not to totally take this sideways, but in the educational system, find those things that kids are good at and help them develop those things and direct them into that type of a career field because they're going to be happier and the world's going to be a better place because they're doing what they're gifted and talented at. And imagine if they actually put time into it to become really good at it. Right. I mean, that that in and of itself is it's crazy yeah. to think about. No, and it, it, yeah, it, there's, a, there's a physical gift to stuff and then there's, you know, accentuating, you know, ex, you want to try it again? Accentuating that. Oh, yeah, there we go. Accentuating. Yeah. And, uh, but like you, I mean, you take a kid who's naturally six foot four and 300 pounds in high school, he should probably be working on being an O lineman. If, you know, if that's what he likes, yeah. put him in O lineman. Don't say, you know, you're not very good at throwing the football. Let's work you at quarterback. I mean, we, we have right. this talk all the time right. about staying in your lane, right? But I think that there's a point where, you know, and I mean, even in sports, we talk about it all the time quarterbacks see the field differently right. than. Say an O-lineman does, and an O-lineman sees it differently than a linebacker does, and a linebacker sees it differently than a free safety. We're all in a situation where you're not expected to, and this is what I probably want to get at, the big gist of this podcast overall is, one, being okay with not being able to see it and trusting other people that do see it. I mean, there should be a quarterback. It goes, they go there together. Should be a, you know, there should be an artist that can draw that. You shouldn't have to try to draw it bad. You know, work on it and let somebody else draw it. It's weird because we're we live in a society of DIY, and mm-hmm. we we see it on TV or we see it on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. We're like, oh, it's so easy to do this, and you know, we can go and we can remodel a house in thirty minutes, or you know, a TV commercial that goes for I don't know how long they go for thirty Not seconds, thirty, 30 seconds, seconds like literally takes. I don't. We we they shot for two days. I know they right. got a lot of extra footage for other stuff, but still the amount of times that we did things over and over again to accomplish their vision. Didn't even get on the video. I mean, right. certain scenes that we shot over and over and over that never even make so an appearance in, in that old school, seconds. we would call that the cutting room floor because you would literally cut tape. And what's crazy right. about that, I mean, if you look at the history of how that was done, it used to be done on film. So when you were filming that stuff, it cost money for every foot of film Right. That you used, and if you were cutting stuff out and it was ending up on the floor, that's money wasted. When everything went digital, you're not wasting it. You got I got a hard drive with two terabytes of space on it. Let's fill it up. So you get the opportunity to shoot a whole bunch more footage from which you get to choose. And it's amazing to pick apart like the creative vision of that, but then the orchestration of file management to be able to find all that stuff and then putting it into the editor and finding the right stuff and what makes this scene better than that scene and sitting in the edit room going through that stuff and being able to identify what is the best scene and why and and poke holes in it and figure out why does it who's our target audience why does it appeal to them what's the goal what what's the vision of this of the overarching deal and does it match the strategy there's so much work that goes into that so from a from an agency point of view that's just the creative element of a concept does it fit the strategy and how does the strategy fit into your media mind and and who is your target and is your media right it's I mean, it it's so complex i don't know about media if I don't have somebody that's on my team that's sharp when it comes to media, I'm wasting efficiencies on a great TV commercial that's not running in the right spots to reach the right, right. audience. So that idea going back to 
you want to think about knowing, figure your lane, right? So there's a lane in which you can go be an expert, but you're part of, like, you're part of the orchestra. You're part, you're one section of it, and your job is to go do your job, but you're also dependent on these other people to help and assist, make sure that everything comes out the same way. But even dialing down and really digging into the creative process, when you've got multiple people in a room brainstorming, and we, we talk about there's no bad ideas in a brainstorm, because there really isn't. There's just a bunch of ideas, and you whittle through the ones that are good, and then you, you figure that stuff out, trying to find some of that vision. But it's it's sometimes really challenging to explain your vision and what you see in your head that could be genius to other people that are not in your head that process differently. So I am an external processor. Shocker. What? Yeah. And I throw out a thousand ideas in a brainstorm, and it drives some of my people absolutely crazy because that's not how they process. They process. They take an idea, and they they want to process it. Let's process the idea. And I'm like, idea, here's another idea, here's another idea. And it's it's one way of looking at it. I mean, it's not a it's not a right or a wrong thing, but does it necessarily find the best ideas the most efficient? My answer is if I'm critiquing myself, no. Right. What I need to do is I need to have an internal brainstorm. <laughs> and I need Before to those I need to have I need to whittle down my hundred ideas to the best five. This is actually like behind baseball, inside baseball, this is something I've been working on this year is my presentation skills of the vision of what I have for concepts and take all of the, all the ideas that I have, whittle that stuff down and come to the table, the brainstorming table with my best three to five ideas. And it, the funny thing is you got to hold that stuff with an open hand, which is hard to do as an artist because it's my baby. It's my idea. Don't you get it? Don't you understand? Mm-hmm. And I think... That element of being able to hold something with an open hand, I'm going to shift gears slightly on this, when it comes to your perception of something, whether it's your creative idea or whether it's the way that you look at politics, but being able to hold that with an open hand and not be super critical and judgy of other people is really, really hard to do. And our society hasn't really rewarded that. And I think what we're seeing now is... is a polarization of a whole bunch of things where if you go look at the way that the real world works and where, how you get the best answers is not by being polarizing. It's by coming together and being collaborative and taking the guy that is the numbers guy and taking the guy that's the creative guy and putting those guys in a room and saying, great, let's find the best right answer that maximizes the efficiency of the budget that, that goes along with the maximum efficiency of the creative. Sometimes my budget dictates how good my creative can be. It just is. I can't spend $50,000 on going to shoot this great campaign. I've got 10. How does that, how does that limit it? What can we do to get the best right answer within the holding both those with an open hand? So it, you know, from a business standpoint, that makes perfect sense. Then when you shift into like societal type stuff, suddenly we're a, a champion on Facebook that tells everybody else that they're idiots because they don't agree with my perception of reality. Guess what, bud? There's there's probably a thousand things you don't know that might shift your reality. Oh, wait, maybe there's one thing that might shift it. That if you knew one thing, you'd be like, oh, huh. that's interesting. You've got to be open to it. But that that's hard to do. And well, you know, I mean, Heather talked about we, you know, builders that will only do it a certain way. You use a alternative building product because in your vision, especially obviously being called innovative custom homes, you're you want to be innovative. You want to try different things. You deal with builders all the time that come to you over and over again, wanting to know how you do this innovative. Why do you do it this way? Why do you do it? And then you tell them and lead them right to it, but they can't see the vision that you see. They see it differently. Right. Until, yeah, until something changes in their, in their world, in their realm to make them go, oh my gosh, I need to think oh. about that. Right. And, and we're seeing that now with lumber prices. Right. We're seeing a lot of people going, oh shit. Because yeah, the like, ground changes, right? The context yeah. of things change. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, here, I've got all these houses that I've pre-sold 
oh. <laughs> Whoops. How, how am I gonna how am I gonna build them now because my profit just got ate up because lumber prices have gone up 170% since April. Wow. So like a standard two thousand square foot home, the lumber package has gone up around fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars. Goodbye, margin. Yeah. Like it's you, you have to find other ways to be innovative. You've got to be innovative with your bottom line and go, okay, how can I shift and do this, still take care of my customers? And, and, you know, still take care of my bottom line. And that's, I guess, I, I feel lucky that, I, I don't know that I really had the vision. I just wanted to, st- you know, be different from what everybody else was doing. Find something that made me different the way I built, not just the fact that I'm a female contractor. Well, so I'll, I'll throw you a curveball. So lumber prices aren't the thing that goes up. Instead, it's the price of concrete. How does that affect what you do? So go back, remember a few years ago when China decided to, like, I don't know, soak up all the concrete in the world? They were buying, like, all of it? I, I, I guess that you would have to look at it and see, you know, what what really makes sense and, and where you're at in, in the bottom dollar. And if concrete went up 170%, I may have to look at another option because then maybe double framing a, a wall and foam insulating it becomes cheaper and I'm still building a better house than a right. standard home. It's just looking at, I guess, all available options. But that's that's the intelligence right there, right? It's not holding things in a closed hand. It's holding things in an open mm-hmm. hand and being willing to look at it objectively, right? And it's budgetarily. I mean, if you think about it. But at the end of the day, you're looking at things going, what's the most efficient use of my dollar to get the best product possible where I can make some money? And I want to be innovative in doing that. But again, what I think one of the things that sets you apart, one of the things that sets a number of businesses apart is they're willing to have those conversations. They're willing to go to the table and say, hey, does this make sense? Is there a better way of doing it? Throw the just because we've always done it that way bullshit out of the window. Like, does it make sense? I think I think most entrepreneurs have a vision of what they want their business to look like, and in order to accomplish that, you have to explore a lot of different paths, right? And find which one is going to work. And sometimes, like we've talked about, you know, you have to pivot. You know, one one way we, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. We talk about it sometimes on the podcast. Yeah, sometimes. Couple, couple Every once in a while. Couple times. But no, we talk about change like changing directions and, and you make a decision and that didn't work. And it's it's same thing with your vision. You make a decision and that didn't line up with your vision for what you want for your company and Which let's change. let's pull that back too, because we are I'm gonna do the ultimate no no and bring politics into it. But like oh, shit. this is this is exactly this is exactly what needs to happen in the world today, and I'm not going to make a stance on either way, but if you see things happening in your political party that you're affiliated with that you don't like, you have to be open-minded enough. And I, I, I think I've, you know, there are people that know me may be able to guess which way I lean, but I will tell you this 100% that I, I, I can tell you on honest-to-God truth that I would, make a jump to any side at any given time if I felt that the person was correct or right or things that made sense to me. I, I could do that, right? I can see that vision, but I'm I'm very I'm also very good at coming to my own conclusions with things. Um I've done it from being involved in stick framing to being involved in, in SIPs panels to being involved with concrete to being involved like all these different things I've done. I mean, I can sit here and go over and over and over again and tell you all these down to minute little things. Like I had a conversation with a customer yesterday who called me and we were talking about it's, and this isn't going to make any sense necessarily, but you'll kind of get the idea. There's a, there's a way to, in our install of our product, there's a way to use clips. Okay. Our, like you use a metal clip to clip them. And a lot of our competitors have used them for years and we've never used them because we don't need them. They're not required. Right. I've done a few installs with clips and I changed my mind. I was like, dude, I've kind of been trash talking these things for the last five, six years where I'm like, those other ones need clip. This, this, that's stupid. Clips you are dumb. Clippy, we don't live, cl- right? Like I was dogging out other brands for the way they installed their product that I compete with. Right. And I've said, you know, multiple times that that's a weakness of theirs. I'm going back and admitting now on this podcast to my customers, all these things. I was wrong. <laughs> I Ladies was wrong. and gentlemen, 
You heard it here first. I was wrong. And I'm literally changing how I install a product I've been installing for 20 years. But I, I'm making that change. And and I would have, you know, if you would have talked to me a year or two ago, I probably would have just, I wouldn't have believed you. So I think that there's everything. I mean, even in your small little things you do in your day-to-day life, um, have, I, how many of you, I bet you both have done this at some point. This is a funny little competition I have in my own. I don't head. use clips. Okay, that's good to know. Okay. You're non-clipper. <laughs> uh, and are you? But are you an anti-clipper? Are you like really, really against it? Or an agnostic a, clipper? Okay, agnostic. <laughs> <laughs> but what I think about is, do you guys ever have a certain way that you've driven to, say, somewhere you go a lot, either where it be yeah. work or your parents' house or you know whatever, to Jody to your boyfriend's house, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you can any anywhere. Yeah. But if you go the same way. And then someday you're like, I'd never take Cloverdale, you know. And then one day you take Cloverdale and you're like, wow, that was pretty fast. <laughs> and you change the way you've driven for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing. Like you for years, like somebody's like, oh, I take I take five mile, and I'm like, five mile. I take Maple Grove. You know, like you you have a way you do things, right? Just stupid shit in your life. It's routine. You have certain things that you do a stupid certain way that you're like, ah, I don't do that. How about this? Uh, yeah, I don't drink. I don't like Starbucks. You know, I'm a Dutch Bros guy. I knew I you like were. Star- right? And then all of a sudden you're like, God damn it, I had that Starbucks, that new caramel. That wh- pumpkin wh- what's it called? cream. Pumpkin dream cloud. Pumpkin caramel cream cold macchiato brew. Oh cold brew wow. nitro. It's, I don't know. Anyway, it's sounds delicious. It's fucking delicious. It's you know? extremely and, hard and you're to order, like, but it's good. <laughs> we, you have to write it down ahead of time. But I literally like it's just funny. Like we all do things, and I mean that's what I'm getting. Like the, think about in your life all the little things that you do a certain way that you kind of blow up about. You're like, but I never own a Chevy. I'm a Ford guy. You know, I would never drink Coors Light. I'm a Bud guy. You know, like we all have certain things we do. But then there's a moment you're like. I drank this Coors Light the other day. It was pretty good. So <laughs> you know, you're like you have to make that change. You have you're to be open to it. You're highlighting something that is the ultimate marketing challenge. How do I break you out of your routine? Right. Which is incredibly hard. That's why. That's why companies do the. Hey, try this trial for thirty days, and if you don't like it, we'll give you your money back. Like the, that. The Pepsi challenge. Yeah. If I don't, if I can't infiltrate your routine. Like this is one of the things that I that I deal with clients all the time. I'll I'll, I'll make the comment if you're not part of the decision making process when it comes to anything, if it's a sandwich, right? If you're not part of that conversation of where to go get the sandwich, you have a 100 percent chance of not getting picked. Right? How do you get into that conversation? And it's what's interesting is whether you're talking about a business decision, whether you're talking about you know which road to drive down. If it's if it's not considered an option, it doesn't get picked. Right. But what's interesting to shift into the call it worldview, it's bigger than it's bigger than politics, right? Politics is a section of your worldview. Mm-hmm. But you're you've only got a, a certain vantage point, and that vantage point is is also limited in terms of time frame. It's easy for you to say, hey, I used to bag on these clip things. Those guys used them, and I never did until I did. And then I was like, huh, these clips are pretty cool. And they actually serve a pretty good purpose. I, I now get it. And there's a process of going through that discovery and figuring it, that out, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, call it a two-year, three-year process. Some of the things we're dealing with in the geopolitical realm of bleh, are a 50-year cycle that you don't know until a long ways down the road when all of the things have settled and you're like, huh, well, that actually ended up a lot better. Whereas you may not like the guy that was in charge, but some of the things that may have been in play you didn't understand because you couldn't see the vision of it. Right. The other side of that could be true where that person could have been a complete idiot 30 years down the road, you're like, shit, we whoopsied on that one a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even not to get into the whole COVID thing, 20 years from now, we're going to look back on this and go, you know what? Some of that we got right. Some of it we did not get right. You don't know until that cycle has an opportunity to figure itself out. And that's one of the big challenges is you don't know. Um, Mark Manson, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, mm-hmm. great book. One of his assertions is nobody knows the answer. We're all nobody's right. right. You're just you're just less wrong. 
goes back to like Andy Frazella says on the you know Real AF great podcast I listen to every friggin' week. He's awesome. I say friggin'. You did? That was weird. <laughs> I didn't even feel right. I don't even yeah. know you why. You okay? Oh my god. She'd probably take a drink. Dude, you okay? Weird he right might now. need a shot I after need that. To drink I don't more. Know. I don't know what's going on. He's changing up his routine. I don't know. I'm not I changing could... that. I don't know why I just threw that frigging out there. Anyways, uh, you want to try it again? He's fucking amazing. There you and, go. And uh, he, you know, he he talks about there's your truth, my truth, and the truth. Right. Right. It, it's a great concept, and I it, and it's something too that we can look at with this. Is like I, you know. There's the way you see that this thing should go. There's the way you think this should go. And then there's probably the way it should go. And we hope that we land somewhere in the middle on those. But it's one of those things where you you got to understand and appreciate that. And I, I, I come across, I mean, I can be, as everyone knows, I have a lot of dick lot in me. A lot of right? dick. Tons lot of, of dick, dick in me. But I think I do a very good, if, I, if I'm 100% honest, I really do think I do a good job of of seeing that. Like, I understand that I have a certain a way self I do awareness. things. Yeah. And I know that other people have a way they do things and probably somewhere in the middle is the best way to do things. Right. Like, you know, I joke about it and say, no, my way is the best way, but I know it may not be right. I have a pretty good way of doing things on, and there's certain things I really think I'm really good at, but there's also some things where I'm like, dude, I know this doesn't work. I think I'm a really good salesman. I think I sell really well. I've done a good job at it. I can, I'm, I feel a hundred percent comfortable in that position. Um, I feel good speaking in front of people. I feel good educating people. That All these things are things I feel comfortable with. It's not to f- say that I don't believe that there's somebody that's going to can tell me some way that's better, right? How can you try doing it this way? Because guess what? I know there's ways that I sell shit that people don't like me. But there's there's something that you're keen on right there that I think is a really important deal. Um, it's coaching, right? You're not getting it wrong, but if you change this a little bit, what it does is it opens up something else that you're not, you're not maximizing, right? It's not that you're doing it wrong. Think about all of the coaches that you've ever had that were coaching you on whatever it was. Buddy, when you're running this route, if you stop here, you're, you're not running the whole route. Run through the whole route. Here's the why. Right. And explaining that in terms of, and again, it, that comes back down to some vision of seeing all of the things in our football analogy that are going on the field. And if you execute your job at 60% versus 100%, it affects other jobs that are over here and over here and over here. Right. But I think there's a lot of times where, and I've noticed this with younger people, they they have a harder time accepting criticism because they think that, fine, I'm fine. Like, whoa, no, no, no. I'm not saying you're wrong. Don't throw it out the window. This is good. 90% of this is good. This 10%, we can refine the 10% and make this even better. Right. We're not criticizing in a negative way. This is coaching to make sure that, that we get better. And for crying out loud, the best athletes in the world have coaches. Dude, the most successful billionaires you know a lot of them have life coaches telling them how to do their life you're like dude you've made billions of dollars i think you could you can teach everybody no they still are getting coached you know they're getting coached on how they do different things right and then maybe there's you know maybe warren buffett's not getting coached on how to invest his money but he's getting coached on other things he does in his life they needs help with and i think that's the you know that's the, that's the overall blaring thing out there is it's like I going back to the TV commercial. It kind of like the more I thought about it, and the more I was just really kind of chewing on it about how we, you know, talking about it in the podcast and different things, and how it kind of changed my outlook on things a little bit right now. Just because it's it is there's a lot of negative out there. We're all battling through it right now, and and it was trying to get the good out of every little thing. And I'm looking at it, and I go, I want to. I'm going to try to look at things differently. Like I'm going to try to be jeff and like shoot my life from a different angle every once in a while you know what i mean like he literally we started to film something and he goes no 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 can let's give it about five minutes and we're like okay because we're like do you want us to put this down this way because we're, we're ready to do this you want and he's like can you wait five minutes because that sun's going to be from behind that tree it's going to be coming over this direction and it's going to land right here and it's going to make it look totally different and I'm going to be like a a hippie uh, tree hugger, you know, free love person right now. But like if you all just waited sometimes when things are not right, (laughs) 
maybe wait five minutes for that sun to change and for the outlook to be different. And maybe the sun shines in a different place because I know I'm guilty of it. Like sometimes I'm like, this is all fucked. This is all fucked up. Fuck, God damn it. And I'm just, I'm mad. And it's like, you know, hold on. Let's step back for a few seconds. Look at this again. Maybe when the sun's at a different angle, <laughs> maybe I'll see this a little bit better. Maybe I'll see the vision. And, and, and I'm, you know, instead of me going, that's stupid that he shoots this camera from down below me. I mean, this is the, what is he even looking at? I don't even understand it. And then understanding or having the faith that, you know what, maybe looking at it from down there, it looks different. And it does because I was on the job site and now I look at that finished product of that commercial. Mm -hmm. It is a different vision. And he was on the same job site as I was. So there's two people that saw two different visions of the exact same fucking thing. And it's making it interesting. And it's and it's amazing and it's profitable. It's well, profitable. It is, and they they nailed it with the vision that the BCA had for the commercial. Correct. So I I've been sitting here just like listening to you guys, and I really think like vision obviously is it changes with your experience. It changes with your knowledge. It changes as like as you progress in an industry. You know what what. I started with and even what like Jody what you started with when you were in radio right. your vision has changed over the years it's, it's evolved no oh, 100% I mean even even going from this has probably been one of my biggest struggles in radio you tell I tell you the story I give you a thousand words and I paint you this picture TV you don't tell you show show me you don't even have to say a word and, and shifting my brain out of tell mode into show mode is really, really hard sometimes. It's a huge change in your vision. Oh, it's, it's a, I mean, I still see the same thing, but I'm so busy trying to tell you about it that I miss the opportunity to show you. And it's a visual medium, you idiot. And that's, I mean, I've had my, my boss tell me a bunch of times. I mean, that's one of his things. Dude, quit trying to tell me. Show me, show me, show me, show me. And it's, but it, again, it goes back to being self-aware and not having all the answers and being okay with that and trusting other people that have different perspectives and different expertises and all that different stuff to, to sharpen your blade, to make you better. And at the, at the end of the whole discussion, if you really boil this whole thing down, being the best version of you makes everything else around you better. If you focus on you, I'll, I'll make this into a kind of an interesting uh golf analogy because we've all golfed mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. worry about your game right don't worry about their game worry about your game dude it's every a lot more fun that way <laughs> well in every golf tournament how's it won it's won by one guy right. golfing his best possible game he can i mean you can look at that at the pga level if they're looking back at the other they, i mean you're talking about something in a sport where the game is all about you shoot the lowest score you can shoot you will right. win if you sit and look back you're not they're not like oh well that guy he he got a par so i can just get a par no they're trying to get a birdie they're trying to get an eagle cuz they need to get their score as low as they can so it, it's the same thing so and and speaking of other ways people look at it you're going to get us in a lot of trouble with with certain listeners because you're not talking enough you should talk more Sorry. Because they, they, they make it sound like we do all the talking and we're, that's, you're well, not but, talking. But you guys do. That's their perspective. Right. It, so you, <laughs> they're wrong. No. I so didn't say that. <laughs> you need to come in stronger oh. and more aggressively, please. Oh. I'm, but, a, I'm not going to talk for a little bit. Yeah. Shh. Go ahead. It's going to be quiet <laughs> for a while. <laughs> no, I... I I think that it's uh it's it's one of those things where everybody's got a different perspective. I mean, people listen to this podcast differently, right? You got people that are listening to for one reason or one another reason or this reason or that reason. You're you're literally gonna every single thing we do in our lives, everyone's gonna be listening to it from a different angle or a different perspective. Here's the cool thing about that: you can be listening to to, to this podcast. There might be one sentence in this podcast that is muttered that changes the trajectory of your perspective in a certain sphere. It's a win, right? It, it's, it's, it is countless little trajectory changes of what and how you do things and how you see things that, that make life really, really interesting, but that 
if you're looking for those positive things to change instead of looking for things to bitch about, your world is going to be such a better place. Like you're you're gonna find I, I say this all the time. If you wanna find the negative, <laughs> you'll find it. Yep. It's oh, there. It's easy. If you wanna find the positive, it is also there if you choose to try and go find it. When we talk about trusting other people, it's choosing to trust other people, trusting that they're going to do their thing and do it well. It's a choice. And it's 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 being more positive. Rather than, I don't get it, and because I don't get it, it's stupid. Why are you and shooting it at that, that angle? Yeah, and I think that's kind of maybe the twist, too, that I'm getting at, is I think that some people are going to hear this and say, oh, I'm just supposed to just listen to the other person and take their, you know, that's like basically like, like if someone says, oh, uh, yeah, I know the way to get there, and, you know, you stick the blind guy in the on the driver's side and let him drive, you know, he's going to drive you into the lake kind of deal. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that people have different aspects. You cannot. I'm not saying you have to totally flip to the other side, right? I'm not saying that I have to totally, but you, you know, like change don't, my mind. Don't discount the I'm other side just because you disagree. Be empathetic to the fact that they have another vision than you do. Okay. And this can go back to going into relationship things. There's basically a way if, if it, men, if you're listening to this out there, I'm, I'm pretty sure a little higher, higher percentage of men listening than we have women listening. You don't see things the same way that your wife or girlfriend sees things, period. Mm. Like things are going to be different because they're going to see things a different way. So understand that and understand that, you know, you may not see it the right way, the, the, the same way. <laughs> the you just right said way? the right way. God damn. <laughs> She's got me trained pretty She's good. She's done. You know what? Well done. Where's my round of applause I, for that? Sorry, I am off. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Wow. That I was Well, I'll just leave my man card here on the table and uh, head inside. Uh, I got to get the laundry done. <laughs> but I, I I seriously mean like people people see things differently. Like like you understand, you have to understand. And I I accept that. Like there's points where I'm like, okay, you probably see this a different way. The fact that I learned that has made my life a lot easier, right? And and ladies, that are listening, I'm telling you, there's a way that the man Thank sees you. it differently. Number one, <laughs> they see it a different way too. Like, I mean, you you're not always seeing it the same way. They like understand you can step back and see it a different way. Doesn't mean one way is right and one way is wrong. It's just saying that it's not the way you see it. That's that's what I kind of the just what I want to get across here. Just understand that your way is not the only way to see it. So this is something that I again go into the dad thing. Something I work with my kids. Finding balance. There will be times where you're going to do things that are maybe not the best financial decision. However, there's some, maybe there's some mental health or some psychological health that you need to address in terms of, say, going on a golfing weekend that you maybe didn't budget for the best, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, the true story, right? So, my buddy calls me and He's, I was supposed to go golfing with him like two weeks ago and didn't connect. So I call him. I'm like, hey, dude, let's go golfing. He's like, ugh, can't actually on my way to California because my wife's uh, mother, it's not good. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. Thoughts and prayers. Um, I'll definitely keep you guys in my thoughts. So, so they go down there. He comes back up and the mom ends up passing away. They got a great opportunity to say their goodbyes and all that. And it was, I mean, it was, it was very, very sweet. He calls me and he's like, Hey, um, I'm back. I have some time. Let's go golfing. My basically is his wife is like, get out of the house and call Jody and go, go golfing. Away. Go right? away. But it was one of those things where I didn't have it budgeted. I didn't have it budgeted money wise. I didn't have it budgeted time wise in terms of I was just hanging out with my kids. But it was one of those situations where he needed to get out of the house. He needed to process through some life stuff. And he's trying to carry the weight of all the emotional aspect of this because his wife's mom just passed away. And I'm, I'm sitting there kind of picking this situation apart. And I'm like, I need to go golf with this guy. Yeah, I'll suffer for him and go golf with him. 
But it was, you know, one of those things where the smart, responsible thing was, you know what, dude, I, I really can't this weekend. I'm spending time with my kids. And I actually, I don't have the money to go. But I was like, you know what? No, I need to go. And so I was talking to my youngest about it. And I said, kiddo, this is the, what I'm talking about, about finding the balance. There are times where you can be financially really good with your money. And like, nope, don't have the money to go out to eat tonight. There's other times where, no, it's bigger than the money element of it. Your buddy needs you to just spend quality time. It happens to be golfing. But that's about some some dude time that he needs. And it's finding that balance point between that or finding the balance point between investing money in education and being a good steward of blah, blah, blah. I mean, you can get into the politics of all those different things of, of how to figure all that out. The reality is there's a balance that is a, it's a shifting moving thing when it comes to how to how to do life and i think there's people that jump on the right side of the political aisle that are like no rah 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 and there's people that are on the other side of it that are far left they're like you're heartless bastards you're evil this is morality blah 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 and they're like no i don't disagree with you but how do i pay for it cuz you can't just do it this way what's the plan and it's finding a way to find that happy balance of i'm not right this is just the perspective in which i'm coming at it but if we don't move toward the middle of that stuff nothing gets done my my best analogy for that has always been you can look at life and everything in general as a as a boat we're in a boat okay like it or not, the best way to keep the boat afloat is if we all kind of stay in the middle, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be times that we need to shift a little bit to the left to dodge a rock, and there's going to be times we need to shift to the right to dodge a rock. There's going to be times we need to move one way or another in the boat to 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 avoid disaster. Right. But for the most part, we all got to stay in the boat. And when you shift too far and you've got, let's just say we got four people in the boat, and somebody goes and leans way out the left side of a boat. If you've ever been in a small rowboat or canoe, what happens? Ooh, a canoe. The canoe. <laughs> now someone leans out the left side of the canoe. You better balance that fucking it. Thing. Now what's that cause everybody else in the boat Go to do automatically? Side. They automatically shift to the right side of the boat because all of a sudden now... That boat to keep it from tipping, somebody's got to counterbalance it and go to the right. And the thing is, is if you keep doing that, you're gonna, everyone's gonna end up in the water, and no one enjoys the ride. It's not gonna be fun. So if everyone can find a way to stay in the boat, and maybe you sit on the left side of the boat, maybe you sit on the right side of the boat, but you stay in the fucking boat, we're gonna be okay. And that's the thing. Everyone's got a little, you know. There's people that want to sit on the left side of the boat. There's people want to sit on the right side of the boat. We need to be okay with that. Because we need it. As long as everyone stays in the boat, that's what we need. So I think all in all, you know, you, you have to appreciate. And, and I, after, like I said, after shooting that that commercial, and, and here's what's funny. Because, you know, we've known each other for 100 years. And I've watched you do some amazing creative stuff. And I've always just respected the shit out of how you can see things a different way than I could ever see them. And they turn out awesome. And I'm like... I didn't think that was going to work and it worked. And now I trust you to do that. Like I, I know it's going to sound good looking back at that. What was, what was to me? Here's, here's the thing. I remember one thing from the video, from the commercial that was the, to me, the most profound scene in the commercial. What do you, what did you think it was? Cause here's again, testing each other's. We've all seen all three seen it. Think of what you think of in the video other than yourself. I think you looked great. Right. You did amazing. All right, thanks. What What do I think you thought, or what, what did no, I no, think? No, no, no. I want you. I want. So I think of one thing in that commercial that was to me the most profound scene in the commercial that we just shot. What is the one scene you think of, or what the one part of it? The most impactful. Because I mean, there's like all these different things. Like there's the cutting of the rebar. There's the sawing of it. There's the measuring that you did. There's there's all these things. There's Steve with his, you know, his blueprints out. You know, there was all these things in the commercial. What did you think that you remember the most? Well, it's obviously that that closing scene with the painter. <laughs> that same. So we do see. Yeah, same. we. But it amazingly that's why, But done. I think that's why they picked it because it is. It's so. It's 
It closes really? out with the and do you remember it, Jody? The one where he takes the mask. He takes the the yeah. res- the uh, Respir- respirator mask. off. Yeah, and the, so it's showing all these tradespeople that are all connected to the building industry, yep. and they're all looking at it and looking at the camera with that serious look. And the painter guy that takes his mask off, and he's got the lines yeah. of the mask on his face from the paint, and yep. he takes it off and looks at the camera. To me. And and they what did they do? They positioned that as the closing yep. scene right. of because it's it's the it strongest. was the most yeah. powerful, yeah. right? Like I mean, you're, you're like that guy's. You see the story with just the picture, with no right. words, with nothing. Show. You see it. Show don't yeah. tell. But it was it to me it was interesting <laughs> because I mean, and that's so what that is, and here's here's I'm gonna twist where I was going with that because I was wondering if we would see the same thing because that's what we're talking about is people seeing things. God, you guys are adorable. I just want to say, <laughs> I'm gonna throw but, up in my mouth. But here's the thing. There is, therein lies the real gift in what they do and why they're the best. As you said at the very beginning of this recording, as you said, this is the, the, why they're the best. You and I actually, they got two different people that sometimes see things differently to come up with the exact same scene that we thought of in that commercial is the most powerful. Right. That's the real gift that they have, right? So pretty, totally different. Like there are times where you can do something that actually brings everyone opinion to the same you know which should be everyone's goal in some way shape or form right that, that and we that's can all the come challenge, to some sort of agreement that's a challenge of creative is are you telling the the right story and how how are you representing all that stuff where where does it go and right. do i leave you with the right impression and i mean obviously north by knows what they're doing they've they do it all the time they're fantastic right. well, but it, it's fun to do it's a great process you take it a step further the day after we shot that, we had a golf tournament back in Boise for our political action committee. And we're raising money for, you know, to pay for this campaign that we're doing, um, which is the, the PR campaign is totally separate from our PAC committee stuff. But it kind of goes along those same lines because it has to do with the public perception of right. building and developing and, and the housing industry. And, like, we were on board with the campaign when it was approved, when it was, you know, the ideas were being thrown out and, and we're coming up with all this stuff and we agreed to the commercial and obviously we showed up and, you know, we, we were there all, all day doing exactly what they were telling us to do and, and I all can't that believe stuff. you built a house in a single day. I know, it's crazy, right? One day, yeah. In 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we come back from that and Trevor and I were, like, talking about it. We're like, this isn't just our local I think it, it got us thinking more on expanding the vision mm-hmm. of this is going to benefit not just, you know, the Building Contractors Association of Southwest Idaho, but right. the Idaho Building Contractors Association. We need to get the word out about this to, you know, all the builders throughout the state. And it, it we we saw the vision, but then they showed us even more before we got to see the final product. Yeah, they we bought into their vision of we, what they we, were seeing, yeah. and then we were like, "Oh, here's a, like let's take it a step further." Because we, did, I mean, yeah, I mean, we knew we were we knew which way we were going, but when we saw how powerful it made it and we, and what it was going for, we legitimately changed our we pivoted mm-hmm. uh, buzzword. We pivoted our our uh, our thought process because we're going to the state board meetings tomorrow morning actually we leave to go to the state board so state board brings all the presidents and all the boards together and we talk about what we're doing for the whole state you know she made a phone call or an email and got me on because i'm the pr chair and we don't have one for state we don't it's not a thing that they have right now got me on the docket to basically speak and i have time now to make that presentation with that commercial and with the the stuff we've done to go to the to the state board and ask for other place, other people within the state to give us money to make this a statewide program where we're running this everywhere, not just in our area. And, and it was amazing because we saw now with that vision and it's, and more we talk to people, everybody's like, Oh, you know, you're right. (laughs) Like, I mean, you know, and it was crazy because again, thinking about how people think differently about things. Uh, Jane, who you know, right? Mm-hmm. Jane came up with this idea um, while we were brainstorming one day. And she says, yeah, you know, it'd be great as if we did a, uh, maybe we shoot one scene in a Jackson's 
you know, local owns, you know, locally owned company. Let's cross shoot, promotion. Shoot, let's shoot a, a, a scene in Jackson's in the morning because she goes, you know, if you ever go into a Jackson's mm-hmm. food store, you know, gas station in the morning at seven o'clock or seven thirty in the morning, any given time, it's a bunch of tradespeople. You see painters, drywallers, framers. You know, it's it's construct or er, construction guys, construction, construction. guys. Jesus. On a rough go tonight, uh, but right. it's construction guys. I think in you're there. friggin' great. They're by- <laughs> <laughs> that that needs to be the title. <laughs> We're friggin' great. Cheese and rice, Jody. Uh, but literally, it's it's true. If you walk in, they're they're in there getting their coffees, their Slim Jims, or Red Bulls, you know, whatever right. it is, right? And and we're not getting credit as a builder contractor association that we drive business, you know. And she's like, "Wouldn't it be great if we did like a scene like that?" And then all of a sudden, we show a scene with nobody in that store at seven in the morning because they're shutting down the building contractor. You know, they're shutting us down to where we can't build as much, or we can't develop, or we can't. You know, they're they're trying to demonize people coming here from other states and coming here from other places, but it feeds our economy. Um, it's no different than a, a lake, you know, that has a pond, you know, or has a river flowing into a pond. The fish in the pond die if that creek stops flowing because it's bringing food in that's feeding those fish in the lake. And if that creek dries up and you stop sending it in, everything in that pond dies. And, and that's where, you know, we need to understand and, and that's the point we're trying to get across and it was it was amazing to just see different people's vision of that and now as the pr chair and her and heather as the president we're spreading the word and we will be spreading word this week in you know at the at the conference or at the board meetings to try to get that vision across to other people like do you understand like i mean this is important we need to get this across the cool thing though is that now we we have that commercial to show where we we've been selling that here locally for a little while to to raise funds to do verbally, it verbally yeah. we've been now telling they we've made been us telling. a vision to do it yeah <laughs> it's funny how how your brain works and when when you can relate the story of it in a visual medium i mean it it we can tell it all the time but you see that guy take his mask off and look into the camera and he's got the lines from the paint right you know, that's the guy that has a family at home that you're taking money away from, and now he can't make a living because we can't build houses. And, and it, it's establishing all those, thing. all the things that connect, right? Yep. And when, when you pick apart the strategy of the creative and, and why does it work, and understanding what are you portraying and what are you communicating, and you give enough of that support visually to, to let the audience conclude that, that concept closure for them, for them right. to figure that out. There's so much power in that from a creative standpoint. It's it's really cool to when when it when it lands, right? And sometimes it doesn't, but when you put the right time right amount of time into the front end of that stuff and you talk through all those things, you poke holes in all those ideas and you let that stuff develop. And again, when you trust the process of getting other people's perspectives and you collaborate and you're going to get a better product. And it I mean, it's amazing to see how good ideas become great when you hold it again, hold it with an open hand. Mm-hmm. Let people let people add into it. Let people subtract from it. I'm going to It's going to be a better product. I'm going to I know we're getting down toward the ends where we got to start wrapping this up, but there's two points that I wanted to make. I'm going to jam in here at the end really hard. That's what she said. Uh, they, from a sales standpoint, if anyone's listened to this, we're going to try to get some sales stuff in here for you. So being being the sales expert in the group, I'm going to say that what you can learn from this is don't keep in mind what maybe the other person's seeing it differently with your product, okay? Example, I sell a product that is a concrete home building product there's a lot of benefits that anyone that's a listener knows there's fireproof soundproof r value zombie proof you know all the shit that it is right bulletproof to 50 caliber i you know all these things when i'm in a sales meeting with somebody i have to ascertain what the 
me what they want, right? I have to try to think about it, but I have to be open-minded enough that if I hear something that keys me that maybe I'm going the wrong way and they like something, if I'm sitting here telling them, like, yeah, you know, it's an R52. It's a, equivalent to an R52. I mean, the R value in these things, it's super airtight. It's a thermal mass deal. And the guy's like, yeah, it's fireproof too, huh? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fireproof, but it's R52 and it's super energy efficient. And he's like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's cool. It's, you know, doesn't, it's not, doesn't, you don't have to worry about fire burning your house down if you're building them out. Yeah, yeah, but it's our, like, dude, he obviously is seeing it differently. He's seeing it as a fireproof option. I need to be able to see that, right? It's more than one right answer. And, and the thing is, is maybe I'm selling in Northern California where shit's burning up right now, and it's a big deal for him to be fireproof. I need to know that going in. And I have an idea of what he's going to do, but always be open to the idea that I may need to pivot. I may go in there thinking that, oh, we're in California. He's going to want to talk fireproof. And the next thing you know, I find out that the guy's, no, he builds near highways and he wants it to be soundproof. So now I got to pivot what I'm doing a little bit. So, you know, not everyone sees, I have one product I sell. I see, excuse me, I see it for certain benefits. That doesn't mean everyone sees it for that benefit. If you're building somewhere, if you're, let's put it this way, Portland, Oregon, not an R value thing. Portland doesn't get real cold. It doesn't get real hot. It's a medium, you know, it's a medium, mild climate. There's no point for me to sell my product on an R value. Over zombies, there. though? Zombies, tons of them. And some this year, Bulletproof would be good. But, like, I mean, there's a certain amount of, you know, things you've got to look at. That, from a sales standpoint, is the point of this podcast, is keep, it, keep an open mind to what somebody's looking at your product for. Don't just close your mind and go, oh, this person wants this widget because it's this because I'm telling them that. They may have a totally different use for it that you need to pick up on and listen for. But that's it right sell there. on that. It's listen. Right. At, the, at the end of the day, if you really boil this whole thing down, it's, it's listen. Listen to what other people are saying and give them the benefit of the doubt. And don't shake your head no exactly. while you're listening to them. Exactly. No. Listen to what they're saying and don't have your mind made Do up. Karen head shake. No. Oh, you get it. Mm, purse your lips a bit. Mm, mm, no. No. Well, what's your opinion? Then they doesn't ask matter. You, does not matter. They ask you your mm. opinion. You start talking, and they start shake. They can't even help themselves. Mm. They just start shaking mm. their head left or right. Yo, you're so wrong. And then they do what you're it is. So they wrong. go, "You're so wrong." <sighs> Why are you voting for him? And you start talking, and they start shaking their head. No, don't be that. Don't be that person. I'm so, part number two, I was going to jam in there. I got two things. We always bring family into this. Yep. Okay. And we can all say we all have different experiences with our own children. But the one thing we can all agree on is that sometimes your kids see things differently than you do. A lot. They do it a lot. And that is something we dealt with it this week. I've had a family meeting already this week over how we see, uh, how we do things around the house. And my kids are 20 and 16. And I'm still trying to teach them how to see the way I see it. No, this is. This is the way it's been for, let's say, 20 years of your life and 16 of yours. <laughs> this is how we do things, but they still don't quite see it the same way. Oh, I thought you I thought you liked it when I took your clean clothes out of the dryer and threw them on the floor I so I could do my own. I love that. Because I was doing my own laundry, so I thought you'd be all happy about me doing my own laundry. I didn't think about the fact that you would get pissed off that I took your clean clothes out of the dryer and threw them on the laundry room floor so I could do my laundry. But in their mind, the way they saw it, they were just excited they were doing their own laundry. Aren't you oh, proud? Man. Aren't you proud of me? I did my own laundry. Yeah, I was proud of you until I saw the goddamn clean laundry on the floor that I had to go rewash because I don't know how it's dirty and clean. So there's a difference that you see. So as a parent, if you're listening to this and you're parenting, <laughs> your kids see things differently too. And you've got to have that. You got to understand. I'm 45 years old. I have a whole different view of how things work. I probably saw things way different when I was 16. Keep in mind when you're dealing with your children. I remember when you were they 16. They see things different. You were a total idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just call that out. <laughs> but I, I recognize that now. At the Don't time, tell my kids. At the time, I thought you were awesome. <laughs> I want to be like that guy. But you were an idiot, too. I was so. a total idiot. <laughs> But now that we're super geniuses, <laughs> we've got looking back a few more decades of life learning under oh, our belts. Speaking, speaking of speaking of idiots, I mean, oh. children, I mean, <laughs> there's there's my twenty year old oh, right there boy. just waving through the window at us. Yeah, you got any food? Yeah, yeah. Oh God. 
Um, no. This is we we're just talking about you. This is something I have worked on as a dad. So when, when yeah. <laughs> don't mind us. We're just doing a podcast. It's cool. Yeah. You're good. It's nice to see you too. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and I know you probably do this too, coach dad. Mm-hmm. So Logan is he's 13. So he's eighth grader playing his first year of tackle football. And of course, I want to just download all this, like the expanse of football knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Boy, listen to me. What's What's been really interesting, and I came to this conclusion, was there are times where he wants just dad, dad. Yep. He doesn't want coach dad. Right. Specifically after a game where they got whipped 44 to zip. Right. He doesn't want to hear Coach Dad. And so, and that's something that I had dealt with with Jalen, my oldest. And I, I kind of started getting that in my head a little bit like, maybe I just need to love on her a little bit. But it is something that really hit home in the last couple of weeks where I'm, it's all the same package deal, right? Coach Dad and Dad Dad and Teacher Dad, they're all the same dude. It's all me. But there are times where I need to dial back the coach dad and times I need to dial back the life lesson teacher dad. And I just need to be dad dad. And I just need to love on my kid and be like, hey, dude, great game. The end. And when he's ready to talk about some of that stuff, it's going to come up in conversation. There's going to be opportunities. It doesn't have to be right after the game. It doesn't have to be on the ride home. It could be the next day. That could be the plan. Yeah. And and, that... and, and the best conversations sometimes do happen <laughs> later on. I totally on. won that bet. Yeah, I know. I would What's I would win? not I would have bet against myself. <laughs> oh, we had a, a football game this week and uh I was not happy with the outcome of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just said I'm not going to talk about it tonight at all. Will not come up. I'm going to wait till tomorrow because I will not be very good about this. Mm. And I'm in my own defense. <laughs> you did. You did not bring it up. I know you did he not. He came after yep. me and wanted me to be coach dad. But that's where you. But he wanted it. He was looking for you right. to be coach dad. Right. And right. it's the same thing. Like you're talking about coach dad or dad dad and needing to love on him. Right. It's like, you know, when do they, you know, with, with Kenzie, with Trevor's daughter, like I, am I in friend mode? Right. Yeah. Or am I same, in mom same mode? Same discussion. Yeah. And, and I just flat out ask, like, yeah. where, where, which lane do you want me in? And then she'll tell me. Right. And it's so funny because I'll be in friend mode and she's just verbally throwing up, you know, right. her issues on me. And then as soon as she's done okay now help me fix it <laughs> now, yeah yeah now i need you to do this and it's the it's exactly that so no he gavin didn't give you the option he was no. ready to talk about it he needed to discuss it and brighten his or broaden his horizons on that so no he's he, he probably knew he probably knew the answer <laughs> he just needed to confirm it no uh, i i think um the world would be a better place if we could all just open our minds a little bit, listen, and not think that every time you think something, it's the right thing. That was, that was a, really dramatic. That was wow. a long one. God, that was good. Yeah. Well, we figured out a lot of good things here on the yeah. Recavic podcast tonight. We had a real fire in a real fire pit. We did. Fireside chat. Yeah. Number we learned one. To, We learned to listen. We learned to... Uh, Know our audience, know who we're yeah. selling to. We look at a lot. things from other people's perspective. Yeah. There's more than one right answer, kids. More than one perspective. But there's not more than one Wreak Havoc podcast. Check us out on Instagram at the Wreak Havoc podcast or at Havoc Sales Partners. Havoc Partners. I don't know. Jesus, how much have I had to drink? Have I a good know. night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>